This is the Buyer Narrative brought to you by the Kingman Consulting Group, the number one podcast for managers and executives who want to explore the strategic and psychological frameworks that enable you to understand your customers and deliver experiences that foster brand loyalty and spark growth. Let's jump right into it. Welcome to the Buyer Narrative. I'm your host, Brian Cabisa, and today we're going to talk about how to win support to improve customer experiences. Now, customer experiences are not always the most attractive place to be spending money. In fact, there are probably a lot of organizations that don't spend any time or energy into improving customer experiences, but they accidentally find themselves doing it anyway. They might be looking at what their competitors are doing. They might jump to try to copy them to make sure they're not missing out on a competitive advantage. And they might find themselves doing things that turn out to work out better for customers in the end. In addition, there are some industries where customers are willing to take what they can get until they're not. So in these situations, it can seem like it'd be a waste of time or energy to focus on customer experience. You know, what do you get out of customer experiences anyway? You know, why would you want to make sure customer experiences are as good as they can be? When you think about customer experiences in terms of customer service, right, you might think about how do we wow the customer, how do we make them happy? And, you know, as you get more and more uh, experience under your belt, you start to see, you know, that romantic notion of business operations doesn't exactly make much sense, right? It doesn't exactly doesn't exactly seem like a reality because any amount of things can throw a customer off any amount of things can break off what you're doing from what the customers are expecting you to be doing, right? So in other words, it's very easy to not wow a customer. In fact, you can take your most pleasant employee that you have and designate him or her to be the one in front of a customer in every interaction. And they can come with the most knowledge, the best attitude, and the best processes at their feet and still upset a customer. So what is the point of customer experiences? Well, the point is that customers will always be more loyal, will always want to do more business, will always want to refer more towards the organizations that are are best for them based off of what they value. What they value is what's going to get their money. And customer experiences is about understanding what customers value and delivering that in excess. You see, I use the term customer experiences, but pretty soon here I'm going to stop. (laughs) Pretty soon I'm either going to invent or learn a word that is more suitable. In fact, branding might, might actually be more suitable than customer experiences when you think about it. What we're talking about is essentially building leverage leverage that makes it ridiculous for your customers not to do business with you and not to recommend you to others. All customer experience branding is, is about doing customer research and acting on it. That's all it is. I don't need any fancy terms or tools. You know, there's easy ways and hard ways to do it, but that's all it is. Studying customers, understanding what they value, using it to improve your products, using it to improve your processes, and using that to drive your profitability. Finding out, hey, customers don't value this, we can stop spending money on it. That, that drives value. 
finding out, hey, customers do care about this. Let's invest in it. Let's fix it. Let's make sure it's more smooth. Let's talk to customers to see how we can improve it first. And understand that now that we've done exactly what they asked, we have more leverage. One-time investments, right, ending up lasting years and years and years in the future in perpetuity of brand equity. That's what we're talking about. Talking about brand. Now, as I, as I was talking about from the beginning, today I want to talk about how to actually get support from your leadership to actually work on this. Because despite the fact that this may all seem very logical, may make sense, maybe you've listened to the show for a while now, maybe you listen to a lot of different shows and you read articles and you're very excited about how you can learn how to use experiences to drive results for your business. The fact of the matter is there's always going to be something that seems more attractive because customer experiences, branding, all of these things, they're all for long-term benefits. So the thing that you want to do with this is find opportunities where you can make a small adjustment and prove the actual value of this. You see, there's not going to be a lot of leaders who are willing to take chances on long-term efforts knowing that there are other things in the short term that they can do. Digital advertising, those things created opportunities to do things like A-B testing. And once the results were clear, organizations started doing those things, right? With marketing campaigns, with social media advertising, then A-B testing made sense. A-B testing is Let's show the customers what we have to offer and learn from them. It's customer research, which turns into implementations and changes that end up being giving the customer what they value most, i.e. driving profitability, driving results, driving good outcomes by researching the customer, implementing the changes. That's all that we're about here. So how did people start getting A-B testing into the works? How did they get that into the budget? Well, number one, they saw it working for their peer competitors, right? They found articles and research showing, hey, this works, this works. Now, there's articles, there's research, there's studies around so many things. It's not always going to do it for you. Then the second thing came in is, hey, we have a new email campaign we want to try. We have a new landing page that we want to do. Can we test this? Can we test it to see which one works? You want to do the same thing with broader applications of customer experience changes. You want to see, hey, where is there a new product being launched? Where is there an opportunity where something major is going to change? And this is a good opportunity to once again tap into the customers we have or lookalikes. You know, could, you don't have to necessarily use current customers. You can use demographics that are similar, psychographics that are similar. And... Use that as an opportunity. Let's talk to the market. All I'm about is talking to the market and understanding how values might have changed over time. So take opportunities like a new product, for instance. So use that example. Say you sell a line of consumer goods and you have a new one you want to produce. This is a perfect opportunity to not only introduce your new product to a test audience, but to also ask the right questions to understand how things that you can learn through that can help you improve things throughout your other offerings. You can also go as far as to introduce some of your current existing offerings into the conversation to get their thoughts on it. 
And there's plenty of tools to do this, you know, digitally now, but it also works just to have, you know, a typical focus group to talk through things. It all starts, though, with having the right insight into what your customer makeup looks like. That way, those who you're getting in front of are most alike the customers you want to serve in the end. That's all it's about. So use these opportunities. Learn from the customers. Ask questions like, you know, how would you think about what you would use this product for rather than does this product suit your needs? You know, think about before you get to what you want them to consider about your product, try to get to what they think about without any prodding, without any, you know, without providing any bits of the answer, try to understand where they would look for the product, what they would be looking to find, what resources they would look to check about whether it's valued or not. You know, we spend all this time doing things like trying to make sure our online reputation is great, looking through review sites. One day we might ask customers how they look for products and we might stop hearing review sites. We might start hearing, hey, the first thing I do is I go and I look at the website and I look at this exact page because I know every website has it. It might be that I ask a friend or two, maybe that I, I call somebody, you know, that, that there's this new resource out there who uh, provides advice about what to buy. We don't learn these things until we actually ask. So go through that process. Try to understand without you involved what the customer would do to find what they need and then looking at the product without being prodded, what do they think about it? Does it suit their needs? What's missing? And, and use that as a way to understand what might explain what you're already seeing in your own data. You know, if you're seeing usage for your product completely go down the drain, or if you're seeing it go up and down, ebb and flow, certain times, you know, you might not be able to just look at a report. You might not be able to pull analytics to understand why those things are changing. That's where you want to use that direct customer information to fill in the blanks. When you have a good, a good grasp on both big data and the qualitative stuff, that's when you're in the best position to succeed. So use new opportunities, new initiatives as a chance to introduce that. Now, the second part of that, once you have the information, it can be kind of rough because oftentimes making improvements based on feedback, it does not make the, the feedback any easier, right? If you were to go to your friend and say, you know, research shows that your baby is ugly, it doesn't come across any better than if you were to say the baby's ugly. There's a lot of politics that's involved in making improvements, even after you have direct insight from the market. And so this is where you need to have the support to be able to have a discussion about these things, to be able to make it clear that this isn't just something that we're trying, just for the sake of trying it, is that there's a value in it and that there's leadership support behind the fact that we want to get smart about how we run our operation. If you're able to get that, or even the smallest of opportunities, you can then see how making the changes that based on the insights you found actually improve what you're doing. And when you can prove it in a small space, it can begin to snowball from there. You can have more and more opportunities to actually drive success through that method. And once you do that, you're going to be a little bit hooked. You're going to be wondering anytime there's something new that's changing, even when things aren't changing. You know, you see report change, you see trends change. Instead of thinking like, hey, I wonder why that happened, you just start to think how you can actually use the market to figure it out for sure.
That's the beauty of, of driving your business through experiences and making sure that the forefront of your mind is how do we want our brand to be positioned in the long term. That's value, and that's how modern businesses should and will be ran. All right. That's our episode for today. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me directly at brian at kingmanconsulting.com. And hey, we appreciate you listening. Thanks.